2: Ribs at you. Where can you find the best tasting authentic Caribbean food in Tampa Bay? It's all at Island Vibes Caribbean Restaurant in downtown Largo. Island Vibes has delicious jerk chicken, fresh seafood, Caribbean soup, salad, sandwiches, and more. Don't miss happy hour from 4 p.m. to close and live entertainment on Friday nights. Check out Island Vibes Caribbean Restaurant at 351 West Bay Drive in Largo or call 727 240 4420. To check out their amazing Caribbean menu, visit the SweetIslandVibes.com
0: Just sit right back And you'll hear a tale A tale of a fateful trip That started from this Tropic port aboard this tiny ship The mate was a mighty Sailing man, the skipper Brave and sure Five passengers set sail that day For a three-hour tour A three-hour tour The they started getting the tiny ship was tossed. If not for the courage of the fearless crew, the minnow would be lost. The minnow would be lost. The ship's aground on the shore of this uncharted desert isle. With Gilligan, the skipper too. The millionaire and his wife. The movie star. The professor and... Of things, It's an uphill climb, the first mate and his skipper too will do their very best to make the others comfortable in the tropic island nest. No phone, no light, no motor cars, not a single luxury. Like Robinson Crusoe, it's primitive as can be. So join us here each week, my friends, you're sure to get a smile from seven stranded castaways here on Gilligan Isle
1: on Nostalgic Cars and Radios. it's No, it's Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Oh, yeah, that's right.
3: This is Aaron Hagar, Rat Runner's Garage and Shift and Steer, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Awesome. I love you guys. Keep talking.
1: Okay, listeners, welcome. You are tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers in Google, Tantalk, 1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studio in downtown Clearwater. Good evening, Bobby. How are you doing? Not bad. How about you? Pretty good, pretty good. Oh, well, yeah, don't forget, they got to go check out our website, Gulfstream Motorsports.com. If they've missed any of our past shows, they can go check out our podcast page. And would you do the honors, as usual, about the social media?
2: Absolutely. Facebook, Twitter, Periscope. YouTube, uh, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and at NRC
1: on Air. That's it. Boy, we have a fun-filled show for you tonight. We actually have not one, not two, but three guests coming on. And they're all kind of like tied into cars and boats and some of the really cool upcoming events this weekend. Now, Tampa Bay Boat Shows this weekend, and we're in Florida. Boating is something we have the luxury of doing 365 days out of the year. Yes, including storms. We can go out there in our boats because boats float. That's what they do when there's a lot of water. They float, right? And how's that old saying go? Uh, rising tides rises all boats or something to that effect. Maybe you can look that up for me one time. I, I, it's something like that, that cliche out. And then, of course, in Orlando is the Surf Expo. Now, the Tampa show, the boat show, is open to everybody, okay? The Surf Expo is basically a B2B deal. It's a business-to-business type thing. It's kind of like SEMA is for cars. You know, SEMA is for all of us in the car world, which is coming up in November and SEMA is a Special Equipment Marketing Association, and it's B2B, business-to-business. Business. But it's everything and anything you can possibly imagine in the automotive aftermarket world. Now, while I'm saying that, our friends over at Amelie Oil, Dennis and uh, Mr. Barquette and those guys, they're all over in Germany because while we're speaking, here in Germany is the probably the world's largest automobile kind of like uh aftermarket parts association business time thing where you've got everybody from all over the world as well. But from what I understand, it's pretty big. And it's like two weeks long. It's not just four days. It's two weeks. And it's called Auto Mechanica. I think that's what it's called. Auto Mechanica. You can Google that. And um, so that is a pretty spectacular event. And someday, someday, I hope to go to Germany and uh, to the Vaterland and uh, be able to go over there and partake in that. Now, let's see. Since we're here on the beach, we decided to do the little Gilligan's Island uh, thingy, because we're kind of like in a little beachy, musicy, boaty kind of thing. And of course, the minnow was a boat, and it didn't fare too well. And uh, I'm sure it took place someplace in the back lot of Hollywood uh, Paramount Studios or someplace like that. But uh, we're led to believe it was off the coast of Hawaii. And uh, but I can tell you, I have tons and tons of boating uh, stories because uh, being a avid boater myself back in the day. Started out in northern California, we used to go to Clear Lake and we kind of goofed around there with boats, but when I got to Florida. Uh, the first thing you do when you're in Florida is you go out, and you, if you have a little bit of chump change, you buy yourself a good boat. And a good boat for a kid is a 13-foot Boston Whaler. Right, Bobby? Yes,
2: yes, uh, to get your island vibes going on, To right? get your
1: island vibes going And As a matter of fact, why don't you introduce our new and latest sponsor here, Island Vibes Restaurant. And let me tell you. No, I'm going to let Bobby tell you. Bobby, go ahead.
2: Oh, it is some amazing, some amazing flavorful jerk chicken, salmon, And hey, I I don't always, I don't always do the seafood thing, but I could do it every week at Island Vibes. They're located at 351 West Bay Drive. That's in downtown Largo, and you can call them at 727-240-4420. That's Island Vibes Caribbean Restaurant in downtown Largo. Check them out, as heard on Nostalgic Radio and Cars.
1: Yes, and yesterday was their grand opening, and uh, so pretty good. Great music great and, oh and have, yeah they got a lot they got a steel band there in fact the owner Earl plays keyboards and steel drums he does. okay and uh, so they're gonna have entertainment there all the time as well now having said that uh, we want to welcome our other good friend Jeff down at the cool shop because uh, kind of cool shop kind of ties him with us here a little bit because you know I'm kind of a tinker and I like old nostalgia and I like movies and records and and I like toys I love. Vintage toys, because I'm a car guy, so I have a lot of die-cast stuff. Hot Wheels and Corgi toys and poly toys and stuff like that. But if you're into really cool stuff like old toys, monogram models and stuff like that, posters, Star Wars, uh, little gizmos and gimmicks and stuff like that, go check out our good friend Jeff at The Cool Shop. Bobby, what is the phone number there real quick? Because you have that handy, don't you?
2: Yes, I do. The Cool Shop, the store that makes you say... Cool. cool. <laughs> That's right. Um, they are at 9265 Seminole Boulevard in Seminole, Florida. And uh, you can give him a call at 727-201-9489. That's 727-201-9489. That's the Cool Shop in Seminole.
1: Yeah, and you can't miss it because he's right on Seminole Boulevard, and he's got the big, giant... Day puff. I guess you marshmallow would, man. The marshmallow Day man. Puff? Yeah, no, Ghostbusters,
2: because Ghostbusters. You know, that's 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 what's in right now. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And he's got some Ghostbuster toys in there and some paraphernalia. I went as a what, is what, is what is not paraphernalia is not the right word for it. Uh, little uh, gizmos and stuff from the movie and stuff like that, you know, like the little characters and stuff like that. And then also, what we're gonna do with Jeff, Jeff has acquired a seventy-four Camaro on Z twenty eight. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna take that Camaro and we're gonna build A life size retro Hot Wheels car. So stay tuned for that because we'll keep you informed as to how that progresses because it's going to be a giant size. Hot Wheels. Now, also a big shout-out to our good friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue. Don't forget, it's Rib Shack Tuesday or Rib Shack Wednesday or Rib Shack Thursday. They're also on downtown Largo. Or Rib Shack Every Day. Or Rib Shack Every Day, yeah, for some of the greatest barbecue in the Pinellas County area. And don't forget, their number is 727 501 That's 727 501 And go say hi to Jasmine. And go say hi to Kurt. And go say hi to Gary's in the back, right? He's probably... That's right. He's slinging the hatchet back there. Oh, he sure is. Yeah, and they got some spectacular... Spectacular. Just, just get on West Bay Juicy. Drive,
2: hang your nose out the window, and you that's all the GPS you'll ever need. That's
1: all the GPS you'll ever need right now. Okay, so I think what we're going to do, we're going to play a little song real quick, right? You got yes, for our
2: buddy Jim Shue at Going Coastal, who's listening right now. 11 to 1 on the Tantalk
1: Radio Network on Saturdays. And you know what, Jim? Hey, Jim, I want to thank you a lot because you do plug us every once in a while. So we're going to plug you. We're going to return a favor. But I'll tell you what. You've got great taste in music. Your taste in music is every bit as good as mine. (laughs) And you do a great job. So tune in to Going Coastal every Saturday. It's what, 11 to 2 o'clock? 11 to 1, 11 to 1 here on the Tantalk Radio Network. Hey, you tune in to Nostalgic Getting Cars. Don't touch that dial. And just be happy.
0: Don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, be happy.
2: Don't worry, be happy. happy. And got no place to lay your head. Somebody came and took your bed.
1: At the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive. Or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you.
0: This
2: is Tanner Faust, co-host of History Channel's Top Gear and All-Round Car Lover. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars.
1: And we are back. Now, that's a beautiful sound because you know what else is coming up at the end of the week? The Clearwater Superboat Races, right, Bobby? They are. Yeah, Bright
2: House and, Clearwater Superboat National Championship 2016 at the end of September.
1: Yeah, and there are going to be some pretty fast boats out there. Of course, we're big boat fans, and of course, back in the day, we had a really cool 38-foot cigarette at one point in time at 28 Scarab, and then, of course, our little 13-foot boss whaler. Now, I think it's time to introduce our next guest. I think we have him on the line. Now, you know the Tampa Bay Boat Show is coming on this weekend. Well, I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening the director for the Tampa Bay Boat Show, Kevin Murphy. Kevin, are you there? I am. How you doing this evening?
3: I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me on.
1: Absolutely. absolutely. I bet you're scrambling to get together all those really cool displays over there that uh, people are going to enjoy seeing this weekend at the Tampa Bay Boat Show at the Tampa Bay Convention Center, right?
3: Yeah, we're scrambling a little bit. We've been uh, working really hard the last couple of days, putting boats in the water. Started putting boats in the building today. It's really starting to come together to be a really nice show.
1: So now, How long have you been involved with the Tampa Bay Boat Show?
3: I've actually been working with this NMMA for 25 years and have been involved with this particular show two years.
1: Okay. Okay. And what are some of the other boat shows you've done around the country then or around the area since you've been involved with them for 25 years?
3: Yeah, I've actually managed all the sailboat shows for the NMMA for the last 22 years. Uh, St. Pete Sailboat Show, I managed for a long time. Miami Sailboat Show, I managed for a long time and still do. I also managed the Atlanta Boat Show and I've done shows up and down the east and west coast, and also managed the Strictly Sail Show in Chicago for many, many years.
1: Wow, that's amazing. That's great. Now, is there much of a difference between the buyer of a sailboat versus a powerboat?
3: Yeah, I think there is. The sailboat buyer is very programmed and very particular about timing and about what they want to buy. The powerboat buyer is more spontaneous you'll see a lot more powerboats being bought on the spot, grab the keys, get in, and drive away, where a sailboat buyer will really take time and really plan it out and really know from start to finish the whole process of his boat buying.
1: Okay. Now, I have to ask you, are you a boat guy?
3: I am a boat guy.
1: Okay. And are you a sailboat guy or are you a powerboat guy?
3: I actually do a little bit of both, believe okay. it or not. Uh, my years managing the sailboat shows, I got into a little bit of sailing. Uh, not any extensive sailing, but just a little bit of bay sailing. And I'm also a big fisherman. I like to go offshore and, and do a little sport fishing also.
1: Excellent, excellent. So where do you live? Where do you spend most of your time? Where do you reside?
3: I reside in Newport, Rhode Island, and I travel around the country for the NMA, managing several different shows.
1: Oh wow, Newport, Rhode Island. You know, I was up there many, many years ago on a New England power tour one time, and uh, that's a beautiful, beautiful area you are from.
3: Yeah, it's a nice little town. We like it a lot better in the off season than we do during the season because a lot of the tourists come in and uh, you know kind of trash the place. But uh, <laughs> from September to uh, September to May, it's it's actually very, very nice.
1: What are your waters like up there compared to ours? I mean, obviously, it's a, it's a little bit rougher up there. A little bit more Atlantic than we have?
3: yeah, it's a lot colder. Okay. The temperature of the water is much different. Um, I would also say that um, it's rougher along the beaches uh, than it is on the uh, down here, down south. Um, Tampa has a lot of bay sailing where we have the Atlantic Ocean and basically just ocean fishing. So there's there's a a lot of difference mainly in temperature and uh, things like that.
1: Okay. Now, for the guys that are listening and want to go to the to the boat show or that are comp- contemplating on going to the boat show, um, give us a rundown of kind of like some of the things that they can look forward to experiencing while they're over there.
3: Okay. This is uh, a great year for the Progressive Insurance Tampa Boat Show. We have over 140 boats in the water, ranging in size from 20 feet to 75 feet. We have over 260 boats inside the convention center, ranging in size from uh, 16 feet to about 44, uh, over 100 booths, three different types of educational opportunities, two in a classroom environment, and one also out on the water. You can actually come to the show and learn to go sailing or get in a powerboat and go power boating. So there's a lot of things to do, a lot of boats in water, a lot of boats in the building, and uh, actually this is uh, the, one of the biggest shows that we've had in Tampa since about two thousand
1: five, really, that's 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 pretty good. Um, I, we, I think we were there a couple years ago, weren't we, Bobby? Yeah. And uh, so, would you say that because the economy is kind of like going in somewhat of a positive direction, that that has a good influence, a good positive influence on boats, on boat sales?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Every dealer that I've talked to over the last couple of months, and I come down quite frequently to visit with dealers, they have had a great summer. People are buying boats. They're all very excited. I, I don't know of one dealer that i visited or that's in the show that has has struggled over the summer they're all having great years and um you know this is a great show for them this uh, really attracts a lot of business and they rely on this show for you know coming out of summer and into fall and winter for boat sales
1: now that that brings up an interesting question i was curious because the boat shows in september now we're almost towards the tail end of you know boating season does do do people tend to buy a lot of boats this time of year i mean is this a good time to have an event like that or would it make more sense to have it earlier in the year
3: well you know there's 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 boating cycles okay and a lot of people buy boats in the summer to go boating in the summer but if you're buying a boat in the summer you're generally buying a new model boat that's going to be delivered in the next 6 months okay so you can buy you know new product that will be delivered in a couple of months, or you can buy last year's product that you can take delivery of now. It just depends on what you want to buy. And with all of the latest technologies, I mean, we have some really outstanding things here, all the newest engines, there's a lot of different uh, new boat models here. I think at least every dealer is, is offering a new boat or two new boat debuts that they haven't shown in this market, first time being shown in the market. So there's really a lot of good new stuff to see at the show.
1: Excellent, excellent. Now, for example, the Tampa Bay Boat Show, compared to other areas, how do, how do we rank in terms of size and attendance?
3: Um, I would say that this is a good show for this market. Um, you have a lot of other shows in this market which may dilute this show a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't compare to the Miami Show that has 800 boats in the water and 1,000 boats on land. Or the Chicago show that has seven hundred boats, you know, in McCormick Place. But if you think about this market and this being the only in-water boat show in Tampa, um, it really is a good show for this area, and the dealers really rely on this show to sell product and see people that they haven't seen all year.
1: Okay, and it's fair to say then that in-water boat shows are probably the most uh, have the most positive effect on actual boat sales. Would that be a fair statement?
3: I, I would agree with that. I think people want to come see how the boat looks in the water, get on the boat, see how stable it is on the water. They um, have a tendency to want to see it in its own environment, how they're going to see it behind their house or in the marina. So I would agree that in-water boat shows are far better than you know trailer boat shows or indoor shows. But then again, if you look at the Chicago show, it's in January in McCormick Place, you know, that's one of the best shows in the Midwest for, uh, you know, for that area. So I guess it just depends on where you are. Um, I, I think the in-water shows, though, sell more boats.
1: Okay, okay. Now, are they going to have small stuff like wave runners and other watercraft out there as well? Or yeah, it...
3: absolutely. Okay. There's There's really a little something for everyone. There'll be um, things from stand-up paddle boards, kayaks, uh, wave runners, jet skis, fishing boats, sailboats cruising boats I mean you name it it's here
1: uh-huh what type of accessories are people going to be able to to, uh, to kind of see and, and experience while they're there
3: yeah there's over a hundred booths this year and we really have everything that you would need to outfit your boat. there's electronics displays there are graphic displays there are fishing displays I mean a little bit of everything the show really does carry a wide variety of booth and accessory exhibitors. And um, again, just about every boat you can think of is either in the building or in the water in front of the convention center.
1: That's great. That's great. Now, how do people go about, if they want to take, let's say, like a test drive, how do they go? What's the procedure to do that?
3: Well, there's a couple of things you can do. We have what we call a hands-on skills training program or host program where you can come out and um, go through some of our educational courses to get out on the water and go boating. If you wanted to buy a boat and you were interested in test driving a boat, you would have to make arrangements with the dealer. Most of them don't do it here at the show, but if you're that interested in buying a boat and you come with money in hand, believe me, they'll get you out on the water and go boating.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. That's good. That's good. Um, you mentioned the courses and stuff like that. What uh, what what all do those entail? So, In other words, I guess what I'm saying is, How many, what's the percentage of first-time boat buyers that actually attend this event go through some of those courses and walk away with a boat? Do you guys have any statistics on that?
3: Yeah, actually we do. Um, And it's funny because I just looked at them and um, I'm taking a very small random sample. And this sample is from our host program where we have, we're offering um, 100 different opportunities on powerboats and 60 different opportunities on sailboats. 25% 25% of the people that have signed up so far say they are first-time boaters and want to buy a boat within six months. So that's a very small and random sample, but it gives you an idea how many people are actually out there, you know, trying to get more education to be become boaters and buy boats.
1: That's excellent. How many people attend this event?
3: We get upwards of uh, 18,000. Uh, good years, you know, we'll have 20,000. Last year we were in October, we had 16,500. So we're back on our normal dates, September uh, 9 to 11 this year. So we're, we're expecting anywhere from 18 to 20,000 people. Wow. Three-day event.
1: That's great. That's great. Now, if people want to find out more about it, Kevin, how do they go about doing it?
3: You can do it by going to tampaboatshow.com, And if you go there now and purchase a ticket, you'll save yourself a couple dollars on the ticket.
1: Super. And it's at the Tampa Convention Center, correct? In downtown Tampa? Correct. Okay. And then parking? How's the parking situation around there?
3: It's actually very good. There's uh, parking at the building. There's parking across the street. There's parking in the circle. And we actually offer discounted parking um, by the Emily Theater. Uh, So you could actually buy a ticket and discounted parking and walk two blocks from our discounted parking and be at the show. But uh, the parking is very easy and um, convenient to the show.
1: Excellent. Excellent. And of course, there's food and concessions there, correct?
3: There's food and concessions in the show. There's the sale bar right outside the show. And Friday night, we have uh, the food trucks coming to the show. So you could come down here and uh, have uh, different types of uh, food from the food trucks.
1: Super. That's great. Now, okay, well, give us the hours here real quick so people uh, can get themselves all set up to run over there and check you guys out.
3: Show dates are September 9 to 11, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Show hours are 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Thursday and Friday. I'm sorry, Friday and Saturday. And on Sunday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m.
1: That's excellent. Well, Kevin, I want to thank you very much for coming on Nostalgic and Cars and hanging out with us and telling us about the uh, Tampa Boat Show. I look forward to being over there this weekend as well. look forward to meeting you. And, uh, again, I want to thank you very much for coming on the show. Be sure and check out the Tampa Boat Show, tampaboatshow.com, right?
3: Yes, that's correct. Thank you, and I look forward to meeting you, too.
1: All right. Thank you very much. Kevin, thank you very much. Good All luck right, to you, you, and have a great weekend. Hey, we'll guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. Guys, don't forget to check out the Tampa Boat Show this weekend. It's a great opportunity to check out some really, really cool watercraft. Bobby, what do you got tuned up on the, uh, queued up on the uh, Redidio there for us? Wipeout. Wipeout. Oh, what a perfect song for a surf, surf genre. Surf, surf theme surf and marine surf and marine (laughs) kind of yeah because don't forget we got the surf expo guy uh a friend of ours from surf expo coming on in a few minutes hey you're tuning into nostalgic radio and cars don't touch that dial a little wipeout by the by the Venturi's. venturis venturis yeah okay hey we'll be right back
2: Find the best tasting authentic Caribbean food in Tampa Bay? It's all at Island Vibes Caribbean Restaurant in downtown Largo. Island Vibes has delicious jerk chicken, fresh seafood, Caribbean soup, salad, sandwiches, and more. Don't miss happy hour from 4 p.m. to close and live entertainment on Friday nights. Check out Island Vibes Caribbean Restaurant at 351 West Bay Drive in Largo or call 727-240-4420. To check out their amazing Caribbean menu, visit SweetIslandVibes.com. Hey, this is Tammy
1: Edelbrock, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, we're back. And, yes, you're tuning in to Nostalgic Radio Cars. Thanks, Cammie. The official Nostalgic Radio Cars sweetheart. Hey, we just played a little Wipeout, okay? Now, i got to tell you guys, back in the 60s when I was growing up, that was probably that was the first song I learned to play on a guitar. Now, I want to do a big shout-out here to our friends over at Replay Music Exchange over in Tampa. Give them a shout over there, Kent and Kyle. 813-254-888. 80. That's uh, Replay Music Exchange. And the Britain Plaza. They got a brand new place. So they just opened up, and we were over there for the uh, grand opening a couple of weeks ago. 813 254 8880. I'll tell you what. Now, I'm in the vintage guitar, so grab your Mustang, your Fender Mustang, or grab your Jaguar, or grab your SG Gibson, or Fender Jazzmaster. With, Jag, yeah, Jazzmaster. And of course, you know, the Venturi's, that's what everybody played back in the day. It was a Fender Jaguar, which was top of the line, or Jazzmaster, or the Fender Mustang. But check out Replay Exchange. And now, it's time to do a new. S- Introduce my next guest who happens to be a car guy and a friend of mine. But we were talking earlier about the Surf Expo and the boat show. Now the Surf Expo's in Orlando, and I'd like to welcome the show this evening, Mark Twiner. Mark, how you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Now Mark, Mark is my good friend. We've known each other for a number of years. We've done a little business back and forth, but he's in the cars, okay? At least that's what I always thought, but I didn't realize he had. There was another side to him. He actually has a company called the. Authent, is it Authentic Beach Wear? Is that it? Mark?
4: No, no. Authentic, authentic Resort Wear. We do a lot of location name drops, custom makeup for shirts, high-end beach resorts, and I've been doing this since you know basically '86, and I'm almost '50. So it's been, yeah, you know, something I've always loved to do, and I I do licensed apparel as well as resort wear.
1: Really? So tell us a little bit about that. What's What uh, all? What else? What else uh, like bikinis and dresses and no, shorts? No,
4: no, no. When, when you go on vacation, you want a souvenir that's high-end, not some boardwalk thing. You know, you want a nicer kind of knit top or something stylized textured fleece or something that you're not going to see in every, you know, dime store. That's kind of my niche. I do a lot of custom makeups for companies and high-end resorts. And, uh, you know, it's just been my niche. It's a seasonal business, which allows me flexibility to do the cars on the off-season, so I would say that I'm the king of I'm the king of spring, meaning <laughs> I, I, I sell a lot of spring resort wear, and then I mess with my cars the rest of the time, and it's basically a fun lifestyle, because you get to do what you love, cars and apparel. It's all merchandising, really, at the end of the day, really, if you that's, want to know the
1: truth. That's pretty cool. So basically, you do high-end apparel, then you do, it's kind of like right. private label, then, would be a first. Well, so you-
4: I do. I do. I have worked for some knitting mills, and we've done some private label for some of the hot... I've been out to L.A. a lot, and I'd go out and meet with the designers and do private label, and then I'd go to the Pomona swap meet, look at cars. So anytime I'm tying in a trip of of, of my apparel business, I'm trying to figure out the car angle. So I tell people i I'd call the Greenbrier Resort in uh, West Virginia. I'd be there really dressed up. I'd get down with my appointment, and then I'd go into the hills of West Virginia, and look for cars at
3: 5 o'clock. So, you know,
1: it's just there, fun. There you go. Okay, now this weekend, you're going to be down here in Orlando, and primarily you're going to be at the Surf Expo. So give us a rundown of what people can expect to find out, because Surf Expo is business to business. So tell us what you yeah. guys do there.
4: I mean, when I walk into Surf Expo, you know, being from the East Coast and come down to Florida, I just get that lifestyle vibe. People really want to be in this industry, and I don't think it's really that they're trying to make the most money, meaning we're just passionate about we what we do. And at the Surf Show, you'll see, surf uh, lifestyle, uh, resort, active wear. You'll see dresses that are preppy, you know, that you'd see like, you know, Lily Pulitzer type, you know, fun print dresses. And uh, you see a lot of bikinis and you'd see a lot of uh, surfboards and the big surf companies are there. So it's kind of each row is, is kind of different vendors. And then you have a lot of kids that want to get in and they're skating and you know, getting wild down the aisles. It's a cool vibe uh, if, you, if you could attend as as a buyer or have a surf shop.
1: Okay, that's cool. That's, that's uh, as we would say in California, that's groovy. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's far. Great. Yeah, that's cool. There, so,
4: there, is, there is a company there called Old Guys Rule, and I think they do bring in uh, old Ford Woodies, and some of the companies do bring in some cool displays. So just to add that car part to the interview, you know, there is some car vibe there, of course.
1: Interesting. Well, wait a minute. Well, you mentioned that old guys rule thing. Well, wait a There's a company that I saw out at SEMA, and they've got kind of apparel too. But uh, there's called Laid Back. Does that ring a bell? Yeah, I
4: think. Yeah, I, I get those guys confused. But it might. It, it may be, and you know, hopefully I'm not saying it wrong. They might be the same company. But yeah, I mean, they might be somebody that also has a car there at the show. So, uh, you know, when uh, when um, when the Gap was doing Banana Republic, I mean, they used to put Army Jeeps in every store. So. You know, cars always tie in somehow to apparel, somehow, well, they, somehow in some way.
1: Somehow. Well, now, do you have a retail location, or are you just kind of like to you do know, the I, whole? I,
4: I'm, I'm, I'm a manufacturer's rep, and I do the cars. I did have a retail store in Annapolis, Maryland, and I, I did really well when I was there. But the car market started taking off because of the European buying power, and with eBay being new and people loving to throw the chase, I basically just couldn't do at all. But I had a vintage. Uh, kind of looking shop with really well-priced uh, apparel, and I had old cars in front. It was right by the chart house of downtown Naples. I did it for about two years. I'd probably like to do it again. It was called Annapolis Lifestyles. I kind of learned the formula about retail because I've done everything in apparel from private label to retail to being a manufacturer's rep to a consultant. And, you know, the cars and the apparel have taken me all over the world from Sweden to uh, um uh, Cal, I've been to Cali, Columbia, to Apparel Factory before, so you know it's just fun. Of course, I'm looking for cars everywhere I go.
1: <laughs> You're like me, yeah. You just can't. You got a one track mind. Well, now tell us about some of the other uh, areas. So, so the Surf Expos here in Orlando, okay? Yeah. What other comparable is, is Surf Expo just unique to to Florida, or do they? Is Surf uh, Expo know, travel in, around?
4: Back in the back in the '80s, they used to have a, a venue called Action Sports Retailer, which was a California thing, and they did show up in Atlantic City, but now. A lot of people are just doing regional shows, and a lot of times surf shops want to meet with their salesman, but it just gets too uh, busy and crowded. So I would say Surf Expo is kind of the kickoff show for the surf skate apparel market, and um, it's really hard to explain, but it's a fun show. And again, it seems like the people there, they want to be there. And it's not really that they want to make the most money or be... So wealthy, they just—it's a lifestyle, and and you know that's always been my thing. So
1: okay, yeah. So it's kind of laid back and casual. How many people would you say attend the uh, Surf Expo?
4: You know, I really don't want to guess, but I can tell you that um, it's funny because the show would run Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday. But Saturday, if there's a football game or something, you'll see that nobody will be there really, and it's pretty sad because it's expensive to get a booth there.
1: Wow. Now, how did you get involved in the apparel business? You said you've been doing this since 1986.
4: Yes, cool. I started at University of Maryland selling T-shirts door-to-door. And when I went, it's kind of a long story, I went to the University of Maryland. A lot of the kids from Long Island had, like, fancy cars, and they were driving brand-new cars. And I asked my mom, and I said, hey, you know, they're all going to Cancun for spring break. And I said, can I go? And she said, we'll see. Well, you know, we'll see means no. <laughs>
5: so,
4: I, so, I, so I started uh, looking at these guys from Long Island, had all these brand-new Toyota Supras and, z cars and i'm like i want to get like that so i went and made all these t-shirts and did a lot of parodies and bar shirts and really set the trend and uh i ended up not only going on spring break but i had taken my friends and paying for their trip and right before i left for the for the uh, spring break i brought the leftover shirts to the bookstore and when i came back she says we've never had shirts sell like this ever and uh we need to get you as a vendor at the bookstore so i started doing this at all the different colleges in like the tri-state area and supplying places like Hershey park and different colleges. And, you know, I, I put myself through college and I, my second year, I was driving a brand new uh, Volkswagen Scirocco, which was like a car I had a poster of thinking, you know, maybe I can get that one day. It just shows you if you focus and you have a passion and ideas, if you stick with it, you'll get it. So I did that and got involved in licensed apparel from anything back in the day, from the Simpsons to, uh, uh, we had Simpsons and Seinfeld and uh, uh, Harley-Davidson with Tasman Devil and all these different licenses. And I had a the Empire State Building, and I just built that up. And that was when merry go was in business, and you had DJs and a TiVo, Signal, Boogie's Diner. And then everything kind of crashed for me, uh, I think. And then with September 11th, I just decided that, you know, I'd really like to just be an independent rep and do my cars, and that's really, like, uh, keep it small and keep it all. And that's kind of been my motto. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm almost 50 now, and I really have no re- no regrets. I learned a lot of stuff at a young age of kind of what I did and didn't want to do in life.
1: I, I like that cliche. Keep it small and keep it all. I like that. And Mark, that's a good one. I like to. I'm going to I'm gonna have to borrow. I'm going to have to get licensing uh, privileges from you for, to use that. <laughs>
4: Say happy wife, happy life to you. and That's another one, but you've heard oh, that
1: before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I work on that one daily. So, well, hey, <laughs> now you're you're in the classic cars, but your your specialty happens to be vintage Cadillacs. So, like what, fifty three to sixty? That's your kind of like your your uh, era. I'd car.
4: say you know fifty to sixty four Cadillacs is my thing, and you know that's about ninety percent of my efforts. But um, you know, I come across a lot of thing and I I I tell a lot of people that um I tell a lot of people that um. A lot of my best friends are like 70 and 80 years old. Like today, I just got a car from a friend of mine. He's 80 years old. He's like a really good friend. I, I've always not been in the muscle cars. You know, I've been into more of the classics. Mm-hmm. And I, I must say that some of my best friends are 20 years older than me. It sounds strange, but I've always been a little bit different like that. I mean, I have friends, but my car friends are seem to be the ones that I would be the most most tight with, I guess.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, well, uh, you know, there's 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 a there's a certain camaraderie among car guys, you know, and... Of course, I'm not twenty years. I'm not twenty years older than you. I'm ten years older than you, but still, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm grandpa. (laughs) But (laughs) anyway. Well, that's cool mark hey I want to thank you for coming on the show I got another guest coming on in a few minutes but I'll definitely see you this weekend at Surf Expo thanks for coming okay, on thanks for telling it. us the story My pleasure. and uh, hey you know what we'll have to have you on again sometime when we do some little special thing with uh you know if you come to Florida for something and we're talking about auctions and stuff because you're really into the auction scene so that'd be a great story just in itself we'll have you come on and share some stories because you go to a lot of the auctions you go to you were at uh, Auburn this past weekend you're going to Hershey I know in a couple weeks and stuff like that so you're a busy guy and like I said you're in the car thing and then the uh, and then the threads, man. That's groovy. Treads and threads. That's it. I got it. Car- Treads
4: and... and th- c Cars and clothing. Cars D&C.
1: and clothing. <laughs> All right, Mike. You take care, and uh, we'll see you this weekend in Orlando at the uh, convention center. Thank you. Thanks. Take Thanks care. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, Bobby. What do we got for us? You got something else queued up on the... You want to drop the needle mm. in the groove here on something really far out? I, ju- I just did.
2: Look at that! And Surfer Joe came oh, out.
1: Oh, we got Surfer Joe by the Safaris. Okay, hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Racing Cars. Enjoy some surf music because everybody's going to the Surf Expo this weekend, or the Tampa Bay, Tampa Boat Connection. No, Tampa Boat Convention Center. Tampa Boat Joe at the Convention Center. That's it. Hey, don't touch that. That will be back. We'll be right back. Nostalgic Racing Cars. Surfers
0: all go. There's a big bleached blondie named Surfer Joe. He's got a green surfboard. With a Three ways, man, is he hard to catch. Surfer Joe, oh, oh. now look at him go. Oh, 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 oh. Surfer, surfer, surfer Joe, oh. go man go. Oh, 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 oh. Surfer Joe. He went down to Huntington Beach one week for the annual Surfer's Convention Five, and walk in the nose. And when the meat was over, the trophy was Joe's. Sir sure, for Joe. Joke hot cold.
1: Okay, we're back, and you're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and uh, yeah, I think we're playing some pretty groovy far out music tonight. Surfer Joe. Now, there's another record that came out in the early '60s, The Safaris, and I think they wrote um, the original Wipeout and Surfer Joe and a couple other uh, songs. That's what they're probably most noted for. So that's the original version of that, and I actually had that record when I was a kid. In fact, the first record that I ever bought was uh, in Santa Selma, and we lived in Centerfell, so that's uh, kind of like Marin County, just north of San Francisco, and there's a little town right next to us called San Anselmo, and on the way out to San Anselmo, um, well, in San Anselmo, it's kind of like the city limits there right next to San there was a Goodwill store, and we didn't have a lot of money when we were younger, so you know, we didn't, uh, my parents were very thrifty, we were in the motel business, but you still had to work, you know, it was a family business, and so everybody worked. So I started working at an early age, Making a little bit of, uh, I guess you would call it an allowance back in those days, and I saved my money. That was why I was able to have a a bicycle before a lot of kids did, and why I had a guitar before a lot of kids did. I had skateboards and other little unique and interesting toys, because I saved my money and I bought kind of cool things. Much of that stuff I still have, believe it or not, because I'm a pack rat. Right, Bobby? That's true. So, unfortunately, I was able to share all that stuff with my son. So, Bobby got to experience all my old toys, like my Hot Wheels toys, my Corgi toys. I still have my 1966 Schwinn Stingray Fastback. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, they came out in uh, 1966. Schwinn introduced the Fastback, okay? And uh, you can get it in purple, in green, I think blue, yellow. And there might have been one other color, and uh, I had this thing for purple, so I bought a purple one. In fact, I remember the kid. see, when we were growing up in in those days, in the 60s, you know, everybody had a job. Either, you know, mowed lawns, which I did that. I didn't do that until later, Um, but a lot of guys, when they were like 11, 12 years old, they either mowed lawns or they um, had a bicycle route. I mean, a paper route. That's what everybody had back then. So I remember the kid in our neighborhood who had a paper route, who used to pitch the papers in our driveway all the time, he had a Schwinn Fastback, and it was purple, and he had these cool pegs on the back. And what was really neat is uh, you could actually sit, when he'd take his rack, his bike rack, or his baskets off the sides, that's where he used to keep his, you know, so he could uh, store his paper so he could throw them in your yard. Um, he had his little pegs on the back, and I thought that was really, really cool. So I thought, well, that'd be kind of neat. So I saved my money, and I bought myself a, uh, or I got a uh, Schwinn Fastback. But I got mine in late 66. So what happened in late 66 and 67 um, they were already advertised, well, late 66 for the 67 for model, Schwinn was advertising the ramhorn Handlebar Schwinn Fastback, okay? So I wanted one of those real bad, but nobody had one yet. Where, where I was lucky was the bicycle shop, the Schwinn dealer in Nevada, California, which was the next town over from, from, and it wasn't within walking distance or biking distance, I might add, too. Nevada, California was probably another 10, 12 miles up the road from San Rafael past Tara Linda. And um, so they had a Schwinn bicycle there. It was a purple one. We called around. We found one. Okay, so that's the one I wanted. And uh, but what was interesting, he didn't have the Ramhorn handlebars uh, version yet. But he did have the Ramhorn handlebars on the shelf, so you could actually dealer install them. So my Schwinn Fastback has the 66 spokes because the 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 the, the uh, what's the word I'm thinking? The sprocket, the big sprocket on the, with the pedals. On the front of a 66 Ram Horn handlebar had a different style to it. it the blades the, the blades fanned out a little bit more than a 66 um, than the original Schwinn Fastback. In other words, they had like a little taper to them, which was kind of cool, kind of like a propeller type deal. But, um, so that's how you can distinguish the difference. And then on the on the chain guard, the Ramhorn handlebars had a little oval thing on it with a, with a real live uh, little picture of a decal of a Ramhorn. Okay, so it said Ramhorn model. And I believe that was only available one, one or two years, 66, 67, 68 maybe. And then, of course, they came out with the at late 67, they came out with the uh, Orange Crate. And the original Orange Crate in 67 did not have fenders on the front it had it kind of like you know kind of like a chopper motorcycle they didn't have fenders on it back then and that's what the the original the, the original concept was with the Schwinn uh, with the crate series bikes, which was, you know, big tire in the back, big fat mat, uh, tire with uh, with a slick on it, which is mine had it too, but I had skinny tires front and back. But the crates had a little short one with like a Springer front end on it with a little small, like a little 10-inch wheel on the front, which was kind of cool. But the original 67 Orange Crate did not have a front fender. The 68, 69, the Grey Ghost, the Apple Crate, the uh, Cherry, whatever they called it, I think, or there might have been another one, uh so see, Apple Crate, Grey Ghost, Lemon Peeler, and something else. I can't remember all back in the day. Oh, yeah, the Green Pea Picker. But they were all basically Springer front-end bikes, So they, uh, but they had fenders. And then what they came out with, and I think in 68, 69, or 69, 70, is they actually had uh, where, your, where your banana seat was, you actually had like a little shock absorber. And uh, so that was pretty cool, too. So it actually kind of gave you a little bit of a smooth ride, you know, which today, you know, all the bikes have that kind of, you know, feature a lot of the, the the new mountain bikes and stuff like that. But for us back in the day, that was pretty cool. But so I still have my Schwinn bike and it's in pretty decent shape. We got Dom on the phone. Yep. Oh, yeah. just good. a few minutes left. All right. So we got a few minutes left in the show and I, uh, I want to introduce my good friend, Dom Forte of uh, Forte's inboard and Auto connection down in the, uh, pinellas park now dom welcome to the show how you doing buddy hey good how are you well, we tried to call you earlier but anyway so you're going to be at the tampa boat show today we had uh kevin murphy uh, this on
5: weekend. This, this weekend this weekend
1: this weekend yeah yep. so tell us tell us what you guys got going on because you got that you're the distributor here in pinellas county for teague ski boats so tell us well, about well tyga
5: actually tiga. It's pronounced tyga t-i-g-e okay with a hyphen over it but uh, yeah we're a tyga uh multi-sport ski boat which is uh a niche market, basically. Mm-hmm. We specialize in surfing boats, wakeboard boats, very basically pretty much versatile-type boats, and we'll be at the show this weekend. Um, it's a good show, the Tampa Convention Center down there. Um, really decent, lots of boats, boats in the water. Um, there's seminars going on, uh, normally for fishing and a variety of different uh, venues and vendors. Okay. So,
1: Are you going to have anything in the water there, or are you going to be just inside?
5: No, we'll just be inside uh, with uh, two of our boats in the, basically two different styles and uh, and two different uh, sizes.
1: Okay. Are you going to bring a car over this year like you did last time?
5: No, no, not this year. Um, didn't have enough room or time to get something set up. So, okay. no, we'll just be there with the boats.
1: All right. Well, tell us about the boat real quick because I'm sure there's people listening here because there are ski boats primarily and wake boats, and I didn't know there was a difference.
5: Yeah, well, we're a multi-sport boat, which means uh, you can regular ski behind it or you can pull tubes behind it. Um, Especially on the boat is surfing right now, wake surfing, which is big. Um, they have all kinds of automatic controls where you can switch the surf wake from one side to the other in about three seconds. Uh, all kinds of creature comforts, uh, much better ride than traditional boats of the day, um, and more performance. They're all equipped with the uh, 6.2 F150 Raptor Ford engine. Um, they come in; uh, they're all rated on torque, which is 400 foot-pounds, 440 or 575 Roush motors. Um, just a very very good product. Uh, we've been a dealer for 12 years of these boats. And um that's what we'll have on display there with uh, uh my son, who's a salesman, will be there for any kind of questions to be answered and love to take anybody out in the demo. Okay. A problem.
1: Uh r- price, price range what, what what are the where do these boats um sticker at? Oh, uh,
5: anywhere from a low end of about uh 50,000 to a high end of about 120,000.
1: Okay. All right. Good. Now, if people want to find out more about Fortes inboard auto connection. How do they go about doing that? Because they can go right here to Pinellas Park if they want to after the show, right?
5: Right, right. We're on 66th Street. We're at 114th and 66, just north of the Ryan Derry Overpass. And um, we also have a website, which is uh, uh, 40sOnline.com, and uh, basically, uh, and come by any time. We're there Monday through Saturday uh, from eight to. Uh, three on Saturday and eight to five every day during the week.
1: Okay. And the phone number real quick
5: is uh five, four, four, six, four, four, zero,
1: five, four, four, six, four, four, zero, seven, two, seven area code. Dom, we're right up yep. against the clock, but also born out too that if you want your classic car fix, give Dom and his family a call. Okay. At Forte's inboard and auto connection, right, Dom?
5: Yep. We've been in business since 1956.
1: Okay. Well, you take care. Thanks for sharing with us a few minutes. We'll look forward to seeing you over at the Boat Show, the Tampa Convention Center this weekend. And don't forget, Forte's Inboard and Auto Connection, 727-544-6440. Dom, take care. Hey, I want to thank all, right, all my listeners. thank li- you. Okay, great. I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio Cars. Don't forget to check out our website, GulfstreamModosports.com. If you've missed any of our past shows, check out our podcast, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. And uh, in the meantime, we'll see some of the car shows, Surf Expo, and the Tampa Boat Show at the Convention Center. Stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family.
0: Telling tales out of school, but there's a fella in there will pay you ten dollars if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. They broadcast me out on the radio.
4: WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay.
3: WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen.